Drinking Night. With the movie Problem. I'm Laura. I'm Matt. And tonight we watched... Watch House. 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 Yes. I recognized the poster and I had absolutely no idea what this was about. I just remember like every time I'm like browsing the Criterion Collection, there's always this random giant orange cat poster and it's called House and um, we were shuffling through and it's like, hey, it's Halloween. Do you want to watch House? See, I knew even less, did not recognize the poster even, um, wasn't even aware it was going to be a horror movie. Um, yeah, really, really surprising, campy, interesting, weird mm. Japanese 1970s horror movie. Really, really weird. Like, it's, it's really funny in that I find it very much like Zoomer humor. It's very, very like YouTube humor. It's very meme but it was a movie made in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of like old flash animations from like the mm. dawn of the internet with like cut out animation and like squiggles see. drawn on top for emphasis and random sound effects and things that just start glowing because they're important. Yeah. And then instead of like actually figuring out how to like frame and and gracefully, quietly, subtly draw your attention to a part of the frame. There's several shots, especially in the beginning, where they just basically silhouette something Everything that else on the, for, yeah. looking yeah, they, at they, for. Yeah. The entire rest of the frame goes black and you get this one little circle that's like a spotlight on a particular thing, like gorgeous uh, doing, you know, uh, thinking of an idea to take her friends to her, her creepy aunt's house yeah um, which also you know, like subtlety was just not the thing a thing this movie did i mean what? there were there were seven main character girls mm -hmm. who were whose names were all personality traits i mean like if they you were they were like the like... seven dwarves it was like gorgeous and fantasy and kung, yeah. fu, kung fu the one that did kung fu yeah. Prof, the one who was a professor, was who was the smart one. Melody, who Melody played the piano. Mac, Mac, who, who ate, ate a lot. lot. And that was her personality. What was the seventh one? Um, sweet. That oh, was yeah. Very sweet. nice. Very nice. And yeah. cleaned up and things. Yes. And this is the story of a time when they all went to a house in the countryside and got murdered. Yeah. Well, thank goodness the Criterion Collection had a couple complimentary essays that mm -hmm. were kind of talking about how this was actually like a metaphor for the atomic bomb. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause it doesn't, the, the atomic bomb appears randomly in this one little like snippet um, while they're having a conversation about how this, um, you know, gorgeous's aunt who owns this house out in the countryside, her fiance died in the war and the teenagers that are going to visit just, don't really seem to take that story very seriously um, and are like, you know, the bomb goes off and one of the men the, and, or there's a shot of the bomb going off and there's this fourth wall break where the students on the train talking about this fiance that died in the war are are reacting as though they're observing this shot of the bomb. And one of them's like, oh, cotton candy, like it, again, it's just a really like absurdist take. I mean, I think it kind of, I think the part that really stitches together what it was like growing up 
And then experiencing the atomic bomb is, of course, A, everybody dies, all your childhood friends die, but also just simply just how many severed limbs are just throughout this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the, 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 the girls as they are one by one murdered by this evil house are just kind of cartoonishly dismembered. Yeah. Um, there's at one point the Kung Fu one is like fighting to defeat the house and is dismembered, but her legs go on to continue to fight. It's, yeah. it's a very like campy kind of film. Um, but I did, I, I do see the point on the atomic bomb that, that part of this is like the younger generation of, you know, because this is a 1970s film, the younger girls that, that are kind of the protagonists slash victims in this film have a complete disconnect from the tragedy and loss that this older generation as represented by the house were forced to endure in world war two. And that ignorance uh, of, of that loss ultimately leaves them unprepared for when the loss comes back yes. as this evil spirit house to claim them all. And it's interesting. We have a whole collection of movies. You've got Kurosawa's Black Rain. You've got mm -hmm. this. You've got Grave of the Fireflies. Mm -hmm. There's so much in Japanese cinema that explores the atomic bomb, Hiroshima, and more. Mm -hmm. It is just a very, very explored concept. And so much of it seems to come back to like, you don't know what how bad it was mm -hmm. for the older generation. But what's interesting is now that we're past that, those most of the people who there are World War II vets, they're 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 getting up there. Mm -hmm. We're getting to a point where there that is no longer a common theme in Japanese cinema anymore and mm -hmm. hasn't been for a good 20, 30 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Maybe 20 years. Because Grave of the Fireflies was what? That came out with Spirit. Grave of the Fireflies. That? No, that is was such like a double great... build with my neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Grave of the Fireflies is such a kids these days movie. Like kids these days don't understand. They don't understand. And we're going to make a movie that makes them feel miserable God, so I, that they can understand our suffering. I tried. I haven't seen that movie since. Yeah. We should rewatch that movie for this podcast. Do you want to just do like an atomic bomb atomic. theme for the le the rest of the year? Just nice, like, nice light. Light. Keep, keep it light. Yeah. Minimal, minimize our own I mean, pain and suffering. I we already got like Schindler's List like earlier in yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Why not? Just kind of, you know. Cross, cross the globe. Laura likes Transcontinental themes. World War II was pretty messed up. Uh. Laura's a sucker for a theme. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was super super interesting. It's also a shame. Again, back to my previous point of it being very very YouTube humor yeah. with so much cut out and so much drawing on top of the frames and this like early flash animated stuff it's a shame yeah. because it's so much easier to do that now and i just cannot fully come to terms with simply how much work that took to make this movie in the 70s yeah yeah there's all these sequences like you know the melody playing the piano and the keys that she's playing start to light up and that's such a simple effect with modern technology but in the 1970s that's somebody hand drawing on each of those frames Yep. That's someone just masking it out one by one. And it's interesting because it's actually, it's interesting in that the more bombastic effects were fun to watch, mm -hmm. but there were some legit horror frames in there as well. Mm -hmm. Like I, the, 
The wedding dress yeah. was creepy. Which was? The gorgeous girl mm-hmm. donned her mother's wedding dress her, and was uh, kind of possessed. And we're not we're still not sure if she was possessed or if if she was just a victim of the house. Because there there's this okay, so 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 gorgeous and her six friends go to Gorgeous's aunt's house in the, you know, in the countryside. Um, the aunt is there. She's in a wheelchair. Um, and then the house begins picking them off one by one in these really campy, but, but really interesting and creatively shot uh, sequences. And as the house is consuming these people, um, the aunt is de-aging. She's, a, she's able to walk around outside of her uh wheelchair after one dies then after another dies she's kind of like dancing it and it's kind of implied that as this is happening gorgeous goes missing and then reappears but is just her behavior is totally off and it's kind of implied that like either gorgeous has been killed and replaced or the aunt is becoming gorgeous or the two of them are merging in some way. And it's not really entirely. Yeah, exactly. Halfway through the film, you do get because this all happens. This takeover seems to happen when Gorgeous goes upstairs, finds some of the makeup that and she's putting the on aunt, her aunt's she's makeup. Put on her, yeah, and the mirror starts to like reflect her, reflect the ant, reflect her as a vampire, reflect in the ant. Like it's just shuffling between all yeah. these different identities, and then the mirror cracks. And then Gorgeous cracks. And Go- Gorgeous herself cracks and is and and kind of falls apart. Yeah. And and they, they do this like thing where they they like did a cutout of the uh of the of the frame or something yeah. where you know she she cracks like broken glass and then the pieces all fall and there's just like fire behind it yeah and then she disappears yeah and that's the last you see of gorgeous in terms of like normal behavior gorgeous yeah even at the tail end you're still not quite sure what happened yeah and yeah yeah what was your favorite death um oh man what was the most memorable death uh, I mean, the most memorable sequence has got to be Melody getting consumed by the piano, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, but also Mac just continuing to eat as a disembodied head, just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's, but yeah, that, that's another good one. I also really liked Kung Fu. <laughs> I just loved Kung Fu as a character whose entire personality was she was the girl that did Kung Fu. <laughs> and she would like kick in doors and like use Kung Fu to solve problems. <laughs> And and she like at one point when the when the um, when the ghost re when the ghost appears fully formed in the bridal setup, which is fan, which is presented fantastically creepy and one of the what's one of the true genuinely scary moments of the film where you open the door to the darkened room and there's just this woman standing in the corner in the shadows and she's wearing this like shock white Japanese traditional wedding outfit. And just standing completely still. It's super creepy. It's super creepy. And then she, she fights the Kung Fu girl in like a bridal gown versus 70s Everybody tank top Kung, Kung Fu. Fu fighting. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but then Kung Fu ultimately is defeated. She jumps up and her head gets trapped in a chandelier and the chandelier eats, eats her. Eats her head. But, but only, the legs yeah, keep the legs fighting. Keep fighting. <laughs> They fight and then they end up hitting a painting of the cat. Yes. Which somehow 
kill like it well, doesn't the ghost, kill. The ghost, it doesn't the, kill. the ghost of the house is projected through this cat that's yeah. like beyond's cat that appears constantly as like a foreboding of disaster it'll look at the camera and like these little swing swing lights will flash from its eyes and then things in the house will come to life and attack people yeah um silly kitty yeah it's a, yeah one of the video essays was trying to essentially compare the cat to the bomb. Yeah, like the cat as the nuclear atomic bomb, which I, I don't know if I buy, but it's it's an interesting theory. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting in that it's like what you've got is it's not necessarily that you have too many people reading in messages that aren't there. It's that you have the director basically saying this is. What I wanted to make means. this movie about the atomic bomb, right. and, and, and yeah, so 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 this. So, so you it's can't not just people. be like it's not about that. You're wrong. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. The director, the director had something that. he wanted to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was also interesting. Oh, another horrifying. The other super duper spooky one. Mm -hmm. The piano was like really creepy, especially when she wouldn't look away from the piano. Yeah, before it turned like campy. Yeah. Yeah. That was legitimately horrifying. And also that moment when the girl was bathing and like these shadowy tentacles. Oh, the hair came up out of the bed. Oh, yeah. that was really creepy. Yeah. That was yeah. really creepy for a second. That was good. Those, there's a handful of really creepy mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, also the, the ant eating the eyeball. Eating the eye? You mean when she opened her mouth and there was just an eyeball looking out of it? Yeah, or I, I was under the impression she was like eating grapes or something. And then like, I don't know, maybe the camera turned around and she was just like, boop. And there's a little eyeball in her mouth. Yeah. And it's so creepy. Yeah. So creepy. And then they kind of, they, they kind of ruin it because they do it twice in a row. They do. They which do. like, which was like one time too many. Yeah. It's just, you needed one to just be like, did I really just see that? Yeah. And not like, oh, yeah, I definitely did see that. Because yeah. it's right at the beginning when things are starting to be a little weird. Yeah. And that's a really nice moment of like, what? Yeah. That that was yeah. creepy good. So do you want to give people like a kind of short plot summary? Like, I know they all go to the house and get eaten, but like. Yeah, that's the plot, but. You can elaborate if you'd like. <laughs> you want to talk about Banana Man? No. And no. the bear? I mean, that is definitely weird. I feel like trying to explain this plot would take like 45 minutes because there's so many end thens mm -hmm. as opposed to like, mm -hmm. it's either like seven girls go to a haunted house and get eaten by a creepy old house mm -hmm. slash lady. Or like, I don't know, what else is there? Well, I think it's significant that they go there the house begins to eat them. The ghost of the house is revealed to be Gorgeous's aunt who has haunted the house ever since um, because her fiance died in World War II and she so badly wanted to be married that, she's, that she has remained on this earth to kill unmarried girls that come to her house. Uh, because when she does that, she her ghost is able to wear its bridal outfit, and that's the only way it gets to happen. So, like marriage, the marriage piece is extremely important. Mm, uh, yeah. And and then you have uh, you know all all seven of the girls are are picked off, um, and then at the end of the film, Gorgeous's uh, not stepmother, uh, the, the one soon to be stepmother who was introduced to her at the beginning of the film, um, shows up to like check on Gorgeous and like pick her up. And a woman who looks like Gorgeous opens the door to let her in and they talk for a little bit. 
and then the that specter or or whatever it is murders uh murders gorgeous's to stepmom to be who's another unmarried woman so the evil of the house persists yeah and it's interesting you do bring that up because it's sort of like i feel like that's one of the biggest pieces the wraps the before and after with the stepmom i'm not quite sure how those fit in thematically but the movie but you know the movie is such a jumping off point of then trying to like put that puzzle together like what why is that important why why didn't we just finish the movie when the last girl was killed? Yeah. Why are we going back to the stepmom in order to watch the stepmom die? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of serves as like, in in another movie where the house appeared to be defeated at the end, you know, that's a common trope in right. horror movies where you, you defeat the monster, but then you end on some sequence that shows that actually Freddy's oh, still ooh, alive. Ooh, or Jumanji, like the game, like showing up. Yeah. In the construction site, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but here you're right that you wouldn't you wouldn't need that because you end with the house consuming all of them. You didn't necessarily need another sequence to show that the house is still going to be out there killing people. Yeah, Um, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. What what do you think about the significance of marriage in this film? Because like that's that's the driving. Yeah, that's the driving. If I didn't know this was about. Mm-hmm. The atomic bomb, I probably would have thought this had more to do with marriage mm-hmm. because that is how the movie starts. Mm-hmm. That's how it ends. Um, and that is the reason why the ant turned into what a she hag. Became, yeah. 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 Like so many of the major plot points come back to marriage, either marriage or a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you can kind of tie it to the atomic bomb and then that well, it's sort of The number of, of people like, that, that right. were lost in the war and didn't have, you know. Have their significant start, others. Yeah. Where it's, you know, then it's interesting in that, like, you, you, you're you not necessarily looking at the differences within the generations and the younger generation not appreciating what the older generation went through, but simply just recognizing the tragedy of how many people lost their significant others mm-hmm. or Or is it also like a grudge thing where like it's because because the house is consuming unmarried women. Yeah. Is it like this? You can you can see like a modernizing 1970s Japan that is going through something like the American sexual revolution. You know, maybe there's some kind of statement there about like, you know, traditional mores and and a, a. you know, with um, how uh, 1980s American horror and the final girl and the, the punishment of, the, of promiscuity um, and, you know, like all the characters that do it die and it's the virginal one that lives. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's some kind of a reflection of that here where it's like that. It's not that the house is jealous of the opportunity that these young women will have to be married it's that the house is angry that these women are unmarried and is punishing them for that. Yeah. In this kind of like. I mean, yes. Yes. It's also hard to get a read on how old those girls are supposed to be. I'm not sure if they're like 13 or 33. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do that thing where they have like women that are pretty clearly in their 20s that they just dress in high school out, you know, high school uniforms. And then they're like, these are high school students. And you're like, how old are they supposed to be? Yeah. And then at that point, like, are you really punishing high school students for not being married yet? I don't know. How how traditional is your society? That's true. It's the 1970s. (laughs) It was pretty wild, though. The soundtrack was great. Spooky. I see why it's a Halloween like cult classic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, super fun, campy. Like there are people that I would show that movie to. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We've ended a couple of these podcasts talking about how that was good. I don't know that I'd watch it again. I would absolutely watch this again and show it to friends. Yeah, this movie is fun and spooky and weird. Yeah, like I have a whole list of just like weird and interesting shots. Yeah, or or you know like. The uh, the sequence where the, the camera's tracking back and forth as the girls are all sitting in front of the piano talking oh, about yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, like the 360. They, they love playing with the piano as like a, a set piece and a yeah. location. They do like a 360 around tracking a shot times. around it. Yeah, yeah. I also love the sequence when they go to get Gorgeous, but Gorgeous has been consumed. And you get this really nutty Wong Kar Wai sort of blurry... Stop oh, yeah, slow mo, yeah. Yeah, remember, I showed you um, In the Mood for Love on the plane a, a month, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to anybody listening. I showed Matt a Wong Kar Wai movie on an airplane. Um, but it's the same sort of like whooshed, blurry yeah. mm-hmm. technique. And of course, it must have been established in the 70s because Wong Kar Wai wasn't working until the 80s, until yeah. past that. Um, but yeah, that was really, really cool and creepy and well done, mm-hmm. especially as she's picking up the phone and she's like, you can hear these the people police. screaming for help. No, would you, she picked up the phone and it, through the earpiece, you could hear these people screaming for help. And she just kind of holds it to her ear for a second and then hangs it up and says, the phone's broken. It doesn't work. Super creepy. Like, and yeah. you don't know if it's gorgeous. Who's just despairing and recognizing that this phone is not going to work and like or trying to stay calm yeah. or if she just is completely possessed and gives no shits. Yeah. Yeah. That was really well done. Yeah. It's really interesting in that it's like 50% of the movie is just really well done unsettling yeah. horror and 50% of it's weird. Like yeah. early YouTube Candy Mountain Charlie cut out. Well, well, and just these, and just these details that are really elaborately and carefully created, but the, and that speak to a, just a tremendous amount of care, but that are also just really fun and campy. Like Gorgeous's stepmom is constantly windswept, <laughs> and in shots where no one else is windswept, so she like steps out of the shadow, or she steps out onto the stage as she's being introduced to Gorgeous and she's glowing, like she's in all white, she's top lit, she's like shimmering and like, and she's got a constant like dramatic hair blow wearing a scarf that's flapping in the breeze. And and every time she appears, she's like that. And she's like the only character on screen that has that. Like the last scene that she's in with like possessed Neo Gorgeous uh, before, she get before the stepmom gets killed, they're like sitting across from each other on tatami mats. And Gorgeous is just this still traditional Japanese kimono, just solid as a rock immobile. And, and her stepmom is sitting there smiling at her and kind of moving around. But then her clothes are like these flowy robes that are flapping in the breeze. Yeah. 
with a wind that is affecting nothing else inside of the house. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Really cool attention to detail. It's just really interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting movie. I see why it's so well rated and just such a cult classic. Like at the end of yep. the day, it's just interesting. Yeah. I you know, I'm I'm tempted. I almost regret watching that video essay to hear that it's actually about like the atomic bomb because I'd be super curious Mm -hmm. what what my takeaway would have been mm -hmm. about whatever theme about the theme if yeah. I hadn't seen that yeah and I think I still probably would have picked marriage as like something that that was exploring and it's interesting yeah it's interesting in that it's like do you think that there's any significance behind the girls and their nicknames it's not like you're looking at the seven deadly sins yeah they're not like aspects of human uh, like core personality aspects of humanity. I mean, it very clearly sets up the girls as equal parts symbol and to person because they're not even people with names. They're just like Melody and Prophet. They're like- Right, but I feel like those are nicknames they've given each other. They're kind of yeah. like pet names, or at least that's how I interpreted it, where it wasn't necessarily a decision made to, it was both a decision made to simplify the storytelling and help the audience re remember the difference between all seven in a 90 minute movie. That's a good point. But also like that this is what the girls called each other. Yeah. Which maybe there is something in Japanese culture that's like the seven vices or virtues. Or our, our, mel our melody and, and professorness. <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe not <laughs> maybe not uh, but yeah we pretty much covered all my notes you got anything no no good movie very much recommend next halloween super campy and weird house house that was offensive we probably have to cut it